This week's episode is brought to you by the Talkbuster podcast. Every episode, Chris Chipman and a guest reminisce of their time working for Blockbuster. Now, even if you've never worked for a Blockbuster, I guarantee you'll find the stories both hilarious and relatable. One of my personal favorite stories was when he had a guest retelling his time of working at a porn shop the day before Christmas when they were just packed to the gills. So listen to the Talkbuster podcast on all your favorite platforms today. Hello and welcome to Geeks with Shields, your home for all things good and nerdy in this, the darkest timeline. I'm Axel Wright, and with me as always is... Lord Commander Ulrich. And we're here today to deliver another buckler, because that's the kind of things we do, and we're keeping up on that. But before we get into that, we have to... Actually, before we get anything else, how was your day, buddy? Uh, pretty good. We're experiencing, like, unending rain, which really, really sucks. Everything's wet and cold and damp and unpleasant. I can understand that even though i tend to like the damp and cold but one week is fine three weeks is excessive you know i, I understand that i can accept that uh my day is fine i have nothing particularly interesting to talk about uh not at the moment anyway maybe later so before we get into the details of what we're here to talk about we gotta do our patron sound off now on a regular episode ulrich does that so i'm gonna do it he's here are the people that are our patrons they make what we do like possible on the scale that we're trying to do it and they are generally awesome. They are Pam Galley, Marquis, Chris Chipman, River Galley, Krug, Reed D, Steven, and Arthur Crane. And if you would like to become a patron, you know, we have a Patreon. Just head on over. Geeks with Shields, Patreon, however that works. Uh, a dollar a month, 25 cents an episode, give or take a buckler additionally. And, uh, you know, give us a lot of help. So, what are we talking about today, Ulrich? Something that a lot of people are kind of touching on, but only really kind of came to prominence during The Mandalorian, and that is, has streaming TV broken how we watch TV, or how our concept of how we should watch TV? I feel like there's a lot of gray area in the, the terminology here. Like, broken sounds like too strong a word. I will definitely say it has changed, it has changed with, like, the expectation is, right? And it's changed. Yeah, but that's not nearly as catchy a title. Yeah, but I hate catchy titles. You know that. That's your job. You're allowed to use the catchy titles. But I believe is the thing. <laughs> yeah, I believe in the specificity of communication. So. Well, that's what we get when they listen to this. They click on it, going, "What do they mean, broke?" And then they listen, like, "Oh, that's what they meant." Oh, well, now I know. That obviously wouldn't have fit in a full title. There's no way I would have clicked on the dedicated discussion of the breakdown of how we consume media in a 20th century viewing platform. You know, you may be correct, but you still admitted to clickbaiting, and I will always hold that against you. Anyway, so... Oh, clickbaiting is a whole other thing. We won't go into that. Uh, now, as for television and streaming, there is um, an obvious thing. Well, we can just get this out of the way. Everyone knows this, that streaming uh, and how Netflix basically... I mean, other streaming services exist, but Netflix, let's all be you know real with the situation. It you know expanded the it to what it currently is essentially and created all this situation by releasing entire shows in at once instead of the week to week schedule and allowing people to binge the entire thing it had a lot of interesting effects uh one of which is we now i think have come to expect that kind of thing so watching something week to week feels more i i have met 
I have several friends now who will just wait until a week-to-week show is finished with the season so they can go watch the whole season at once. Uh, so we've got that kind of expectation thing. Additionally, it's changed how the shows are made. This is basically the reason why uh, a lot of these shows are made more like, you know, like a 10-hour movie than an actual show, which I think is problematic for a number of reasons. I prefer shows that try to straddle a line between a serialized storytelling and episodic storytelling Take something like, you know, The Witcher actually is a really good example where it is telling a story over its season, but it also is just telling individual stories in each episode. Anyway, other things it's done, it's made it so, you know what, I don't know where I was going with that particular thing. Those are the two main points already, like the idea of how the shows are made and how we expect, I'd say, are the the big things we're talking about. We're talking about how streaming affects television, right? Now, The Mandalorian was probably the biggest uh, episodic week-to-week show to come out in recent memory, right? That's what some people talking about it? Or at least talking about this topic? Well, yeah, it's the one that kind of reminded us of, oh, yeah, we used to watch our TV, you know, on a weekly basis, and then we went and talked about it with our friends who had also seen it on a weekly basis, and we discussed it, and we, we, we speculated about what happened next, and it was a simpler time, and some would say a better time. Yeah, but you can say that, that about any time some would say a better time you know so oh i know we're not going down that rabbit hole but it just kind of occurred to me because this thought i've been niggling at the back of my mind uh largely with the last season of punisher i kept hearing people going man why is this another filler episode i don't like this and my brain going guys we only get like 12 maybe eight episodes and then we're on we're waiting a year why are we opposed to more content? What is going on here? And then it kind of, you know, reached fruition when I saw people watching Mandalorian and the first one's going, man, I don't like that I have to wait a week. I want to binge it all now. And people going, nothing important happened this episode. It was all just, you know, character development, no no actual plot. And I'm like, oh, my God, the nature no. of binge watching has broken how we view story and consume media. Uh, and, you know, as someone who is a fan of well, who has been a fan of anime. I am have more problems with it now, although Vinland Saga is still amazing. Anyway, uh, the term filler episodes has a very specific meaning to me, and I think that people are using it to mean other things. Like, I remember watching a couple people reviewing Mandalorian as it was coming out, and they were talking about, like, oh, it's only got so many episodes, and it's just spending time with, uh, you know, it's not getting, like, it needs to get you know, hurry up and do things exactly. then. And I, I'm sitting there thinking, like, so the filler episodes in anime are reviled not because they don't move the plot. They That happens, but that's not the reason they're bad. Filler episodes are bad because, generally speaking, they are poorly made. Because in anime, the reason why filler episodes exist is because they're usually trying to adapt from a manga, and then they need to slow down the process to give the manga time to get farther ahead of them so they do it by just like quickly writing stories without the same care that the manga gets and then uh, making those so they tend to be not very good but there are filler arcs that are good i mean one piece has like both good and bad filler arcs filler's not inherently a bad thing all it so in a in a in a show like the mandalorian there isn't an overarching narrative really i mean i mainly haven't finished it i watched six episodes of it but my impression of it based on those six episodes is this is not something to be consumed like the punisher where you've got this one defined thing over yes technically the mandalorian has this baby but 
he's got he's not like he has a goal to take it somewhere it's every quest is just all right how's the mandalorian staying alive and not captured this week that's that is what the show's purpose is any episode that just lets you be with him is appropriate to that episode you know (laughs) yeah it really is it was a great return to serialized television not only in the fact that it was told week by week you mean the the stories Yeah, well, it was a little bit of both. It was episodic, but it also was serialized in that, you know, you had a through-line story, but not every episode had to be about his journey. You could sometimes sit back, relax, enjoy a little bit, think it over, discuss it. Like, we had a great time with Watchmen this year in that, you know, everyone got got to sit down, make their predictions, and talk about it. And I honestly think that with the success of Mandalorian, more networks are going to switch back to the week by week thing because you end up in content droughts which is the other weird thing that I, people are getting so upset they wanted all the mandalorian now like and then when it's over in two days and you're complaining you have nothing to watch why is this better why have we decided that streaming or binging is the best way to consume our media well okay i have a plus and a minus for you about that the plus is uh time i think is a big one um now for me personally right When I sit down to do something, it's usually finding time to do that already is difficult, right? So an advantage to being able to binge is like, hey, I've got a free day. I'm not going to have a free, like, full day for a long period of time. So I can use that to try to catch up on, you know, things I haven't seen. And if the entire of that thing isn't out yet, then I'm not going to be able to catch up on it entirely, you know? Now – Downside, and uh, I'm not a psychologist, and I haven't seen the and like any studies on this, but I have heard some some musings from a few different people online, and I have experienced this myself. I feel like when you binge a show, your brain doesn't retain it as well. Because when you're doing an episodic thing, you have the episode, a week goes by for you to kind of like just think on it, and your brain just kind of like you know, pouring over some details, and it, if, if it's good, anyway. And you can, like, solidify it. But when you are watching, a, you know, a six-hour block of something, there's just a lot more for you to try to take in at once. And I feel like your ability to pick out the details suffers for this. Like, have you, have you got that impression before? Oh, 100%. I do. I mean, I've... Like, any time, like most recently, uh, season two of Sex Ed dropped, I'm like, I need to go back and rewatch season one because, one, it's been a year since I watched it. Two, and I'm not really watching right now. And going back and rewatching, I'm like, wow, there's a bunch of stuff I missed the first time around. My counterpoint to your time thing is, while you are correct, I also argue at the same time, a lot of times I have held off watching a show because it's a commitment. Like, I'm not ready to sit down and watch all of this right now, whereas I am one episode. This is what I, it's a weird par- uh, example would be, why is it we will watch eight hours of Friends, but we won't watch three hours of a movie? I think that that, in my experience anyway, that's a trick of, almost like the, a gamb- a casino trick, right? With a movie, it being, is. Yeah, being, with a movie being three hours, you have to, make that commitment to three hours, right? When you go in knowing I cannot leave this without missing out entirely for this period of time. With a a show, 
right? Like I'm watching that 70s show again right now. At every 20 minute interval, I can make the decision, should I continue? All right. I'm never committing to a to a six hour block. It just ends up becoming that. And I think that is very important as a distinction for for why that difference in mentality you just mentioned happens. Oh yeah, I I, I know that much, but I kind of sometimes I feel the same thing with binging a series, which is kind of a lot of times why it took me so long to watch Sons of Anarchy because it was it's a great show, I had all these great things, but I'm like, that's a series, that is a commitment. Because here's the other problem with binge watching big chunks of series, if you fall off at any point. You kind of forget what happens and you have to go back and restart all over again. And it's a commitment. I mean, we talk about it. That's why people said I haven't got around to watching Blanket because I haven't had the time to sit down and dedicate to watching all of this. But you were still you can find time to watch one episode, one episode of a show. And this is a really weird phenomenon. I noticed the people we complain about these content droughts, but we have become obsessed with give me all the content now I need it. See, I, I just think it's funny because uh, from a personal standpoint, I don't understand content drought. I have so much more than the things that I want to consume than the time I have available. So uh, I can try to sympathize. I'm not sure I can empathize. Just saying. Well, see, you and I are different because I got to be in the right headspace for the right thing. You kind of seem to be able to float between things. But if I am in the headspace for one thing and I don't have it. Nothing else matters, even though I haven't seen it. Well, it's more like, I mean, I, I can I can obsess, but usually the things I obsess with are things that, look at this way, I'm really in a Mass Effect again right now, because Mass Effect's like my second favorite game franchise, period. So I recently started playing that again, and when I, and when I say I recently started playing it, it means I started from Mass Effect 1 to start a new run-through of the trilogy, that's how I work. And I'm about 30-some hours in the Mass Effect 2 right now. All This is a thing I have done multiple times in the past, and I still get a lot of enjoyment out of it. But that means that this is the thing I want to do, so I don't have as much time to go watch Vinland Saga, to catch up on Sex Ed. I, haven't, I, I liked Sex Ed Season 1, but I haven't got around to watching Season 2 yet. Uh, there are so many movies that came out this last year that I didn't get around to seeing, and that could be for any number of reasons. But my point is that, like, I'm generally speaking, I prefer to play a game than watch a movie or anything else, and games tend to be um, the most time per dollar spent. So... And even that, like, I, I don't understand. That's my point, is that, like, I I'm always have something to do. I have lists of, like, here are the 30 games I'm currently playing. Here are the uh, 30 shows that I'm currently, like, I'm not currently watching, but I have to, like, all right, remember the show exists, so when I have fine time, I can watch it. So, anyway, it was, it was supposed yeah, to be a sidebar that I don't understand Contown Drought, personally. Yeah, no, we're disappearing into your mind. Let's reel it back. But do you agree that we that because of how binge watching works and how popular it's become, it really has affected how most of us consume content? Uh, yes, but that's almost like saying the way we consume content has affected how we consume content. So the statement is apparently yeah, weird. I know. And for those of you who don't know, a lot of times we use bucklers as a testing ground. Like if you like a particular topic and it does really well, we will come back and do a full episode on it. 
So if we are not getting into the nitty-gritty deep details of discussing, you know, this particular topic and you want us to, maybe consider sharing this with a friend and then we'll do a full hour-long dissertation about the nature of streaming and how it affects us and binging and yada, 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 so on and so forth. My secondary question, and this one I don't think there's a correct answer, I just want to, or any answer, I just want to get your thoughts on it. Are we better or worse for binge watching? That depends. Um, frame your question a little more specifically. Like, does are you saying, does the existence of binge watching as a possibility uh, make things better or worse? Or are you saying, like, only binge watching? Or, like, wh- what do you mean? Has the reliance on, or the, the mentality of binge watching negatively impacted storytelling and how we consume it? Like, the example here being everyone's reaction and these negative opinions of Mandalorian, which lies because I thought were just reductive at best, was a direct result of binge culture. And do you think that binge culture, and this is, again, you don't have to have a yes or no, because I don't know if there is a yes or no, if we can even cover a yes or no in our time frame available. Do you think that it has negatively impacted how stories are told and how we consume stories? On the whole, I'm going to say no. I think that it has... Uh... It's created, you know, a reliance on certain storytelling types, certainly. But I think all in all, uh, what it has done is it's caused – okay, let me put it this way. There are some stories I think that doing the 10-hour the movie is the wrong way to do it. I was actually – I didn't like uh, Star Trek Discovery Season 1 for a lot of that same reason. I felt like it was not episodic enough and way too serialized, but – I'm an old Star Trek fan, so it's kind of hard for me. I mean, personally, I think the ideal way to make a show is basically something like Buffy the Vampire Slayer or Star Trek Deep Space Nine, where you're mostly episodic, but you've got a thread tied. The Anyway, so as for binge-watching, I think it's important to have it as an option. I think there, it's important to have shows that are made with that in mind. Uh, things like, you know, The Punisher is a good example. I think that um, is a tool. It's a tool to be used, and it is positively affected the media as a whole i think that over reliance on that tool and over like obsession with it is has negatively impacted some shows and some people's experience with shows that don't conform to that uh to that material but i think all on the whole television is still evolving in a positive direction personally Fair enough. And I mean, if you guys are listening at home and you want to weigh in, leave us a comment. We always love comments. We always read the comments. Uh, my kind of big takeaways, as of right now, I'm not sure we are better for the tendency towards binge watching than we were otherwise. Because one of the best things we saw come out of both Mandalorian and Watchmen was we were all watching on the same schedule. We all got to discuss the next day. And spoilers, for the most part, were kept at a minimum because there wasn't a jackass who could watch all the episodes and then come back the next day and go, hey, Luke Cage dies at the end of season three. I said tools, man, but I totally understand what you're saying. Well, I feel like I don't even know what the meat of this conversation is, but we're basically reached the end of our uh, our allotted time slot. So about at this time, what do we uh, do our hey, all right, what platform are we on? We are on SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, Pocket Cast, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. Now, if your preferred platform wasn't listed in that, drop us a note. We'll work on getting on there because we want to be everywhere that you are. And if you, as Oryx said, if you want us to talk about this more, I am I feel like I've got tons of things I can say about it. But, you know, 
tell us and we'll give it a shot. But uh, until then, thank you for listening. Be sure to like, share, subscribe, do all those things that, you know, you're supposed to ask people to do on the internet because the internet is a weird place and this podcast community is really awesome, but it thrives because of sharing and interaction and helping everyone out together. So, you know, the more people see it, the more we can grow and the more we can do stuff. So, as always, this has been Axel Wright. And it's you, brother, Lord Commander Ulrich. Be sure to tune in next time, and as always, stay honorable.